Welcome to Talos Takes, the quick take podcast where our researchers break down this week's hot topic in cybersecurity for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different this time. Uh, we're having two folks on as guests to talk about the uh, recent ransomware paper that we released. Uh, it's called Inter- uh, Lockbit Interview with a Ransomware Operator. Uh, and I have having two of the authors on today to talk about it. So I'd like to welcome on Dimitro Korjevin and Azim uh, Kojabayev, who I've had on in the past. Uh, thank you guys both for coming on. Would you like to introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, uh, we've been on here before. This is Azim Kojabayev, and uh, I work for Talos Threat Intelligence. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Dimitro. Uh, work for Talos uh, Incident Response Team. Join at, uh half a year ago. So glad to be here with you. Mm-hmm. So you guys were uh, both authors on this paper that you can check out on our blog and on talosintelligence.com. Uh, and basically our goal of this paper uh, was we spent, uh, I shouldn't say we, because I certainly had no part in it, uh, but you guys and uh, your co-authors spent uh, a couple of weeks talking to an actual ransomware operator. Uh, and basically, this paper is a result of on- ongoing conversations with them and some of the insights that you were able to learn from those conversations. Um, so can you guys kind of start out talking to me about the process of writing this paper? Uh, like, what made you guys actually want to reach out to an operator? And what was your first type of contact with them like? Sure, um, I'd be glad to take this one. So part of intelligence is always to expand the capabilities of our just the ability to gather information and contextualize it for um, further protections. Part of that is the human side of information collection, which Talos has definitely has had the talent depth for, and we tapped into that depth and talent uh, in this situation. What's unique about this uh, research was that the threat actor directly reached out to us over social media and we couldn't pass up the opportunity knowing that we had the capability to engage to possibly gain more information, which ultimately we did. So you can find all of the, you know, the findings are very clearly laid out in the paper, um, but kind of a, among them, was there anything that really stood out to you guys as a big surprise? I can't say, to be honest, that we heard anything new in this technical side of our conversation, but uh, Alex used the attack techniques that Talos faces every day, to be honest, and uh, both protecting customers and information we already get ahead of time through our uh, intelligence capabilities and constant search of dark web. But uh, what was a real surprise for us both, uh, it was uh, how exactly uh, this threat actor Alex built uh, the whole flow of his uh, thoughts when uh, for every technical detail he described uh, during our conversation, uh, we try to spell out the methods uh, to protect against the implementation of that stage or, or part of the attack. And uh, he gave us uh, beautiful insights and uh, it was brilliant answers from his side, let's say, on how to protect from this and uh, which layer of the defense should be used and so on. Yes, and for, for those of you who haven't listened to the or who haven't read the paper yet, uh, Alex is the name that we gave to the operator to, you know, provide them anonymity, but also be able to give them a name to reference throughout the paper. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me was when I was reading through it the first time was how Alex talked about how they select their targets. 
Um, and that's one of the things we go into in the paper about how he selects who to go after because he thinks that they might have, you know, the funds to to be able to pay the ransom potentially. But also he kind of talks about not going after things like healthcare organizations when you could be putting someone's real life at risk and putting them in some sort of physical danger. You know, what are some of the things that we learned about how he selects his targets? And do we really have any reason to believe that some of these threat actors are quote unquote noble and how they select their targets and purposely try not to go after, say, a hospital or something like that, especially during, you know, the pandemic, obviously. So this threat actor has several uh, conditions as far as operations. Uh, they're motivated by geographic location and obviously the uh, lucrative aspect of where can he collect the most amount of money. And for him, that is targeting entities in the West. Um, the geographic location motivation is, uh, from what we learned, is motivated on preventing uh, any kind of law enforcement that could uh, undermine his life and uh, operations that, you know, could come from within. Now. To answer the second part of your question, as far as his uh, target selection within the healthcare industry, it appeared that uh, this threat actor uh, was really uh, motivated by the idea of us telling the story that he is noble and that he considers the targeting of health entities. However, as we've noted in the paper, we have had direct evidence outside of you know operating with him and talking to him of him targeting these kind of entities. And we found out that he was dishonest with us when having uh, opinions about the healthcare industry. So to answer your question is, uh, we don't see any kind of nobility amongst these criminals. Um, at the end of the day, they target in order to make money. And if they're unable to target entities that pay out, they somehow know that this particular threat actor knew that healthcare entities such as hospitals uh, pay out almost all of the time. So clearly there is uh, a two-sided story here. So uh, Dimitros, you mentioned that during this process, a lot of the stuff that uh, was discussed were, were kind of things that you already knew about the ransomware landscape. Um, and so then I would like to kind of pivot that into talking about detection and, and prevention of ransomware attacks. So after, you know, speaking uh, with this threat actor and basically, you know, building on your previous knowledge, you know, is there anything that you would want an everyday defender to take away uh, from this paper? Uh, sure. Uh, during our conversation, we once again confirmed from Alex that uh, the importance of a proper layered tactical protection of an organizational perimeter is essential. Uh, regardless of the size of the company and the legal form of the organization. And also, uh, it was clear from the conversation that being prepared to uh, counter this type of attack is critical. Companies uh, can lose time or be prepared and have a team like, uh, like ours, uh, Talos Incident Response, at hand. So in real life, uh, we can compare such preparation to having health insurance. It's better when you have it, let's say. All right. Well, I appreciate both of you for coming on the show today and talking to me. Uh, I hope that this encourages everyone to go and read the full paper. Once again, I would plug that it's on talosintelligence.com on the Talos blog, and you'll be able to find links to it on all of our social media pages. We've anchored them at the top of our profiles. So check us out on Twitter and LinkedIn as well if you want to track it down. Thanks again uh, to you both for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Talos Takes. Join us next time where we talk about something else that's top of mind for us.